Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. Happy 2023! You guys, this year is going to be so lit! (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I said it. I'll see myself out. Thank you. So This is So Lit, Song Lit, a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative, where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. And I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree. Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. So Lit, So Lit, reimagining the repertoire. Today we are discussing Francesco Santoliquido, specifically his set of songs, Tre Poesie Persiane. And obviously in the title of the set of songs, it's sort of giving away what we're going to talk about a lot is words. Right. Three Persian poems. Amazing. And they were originally Persian, but we're not doing them in Persian because these are set in Italian. So they took poems, text, that were originally written in another language, translated them into Italian. And then made the set. Amazing. Exactly. And I do want to make the caveat right at the beginning. Francesco Santoliquido, according to a dissertation that I read, the reason that he is not more famous, or at least in his time was not more famous, is probably because he was a fascist. Since we are so lit, song lit, Mm. I wanted to make sure and say, if you do not want to promote the music of a fascist who lived at the turn of the last century, then this episode might not be for you. But I did feel like the the songs are worth it to hear. And his music is quite beautiful. Yes, but it is good to know and keep in the back of our minds um, about that. But certainly the poetry was not written by him, so thankfully (laughs) we're not singing his words. And I do have to say, I can't wait to dig into these because the words are definitely the star here. I completely agree. Yes. The the poems, I I can't... Okay, I am a hugely sentimental person. Mm -hmm. And when I speak text... I begin to cry because I just get emotional immediately. Mm. Ask any of my students. I've tried to coach the Kindertoten leader this past year, and I was just in tears from the moment I said uh, the one, um, we would like to stay for food and buy, and then I was gone. Gone for the rest of the hour. Yes, absolutely. And these words are exactly that, Uh, and I can't wait to dig into them. Uh, So just to set the scene a little bit, about Francesco's music. We're talking around the 1920s here in the Italianate style. So pair that type of passion in writing music with these words and you just... Absolutely. Chef's kiss, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) So let's dig into these here. So in in the first song, we're going to talk about all three of these. But in the first song, what are we talking about here? The first song we're saying... 
When I asked her the cause of our distance, she responded, I will tell you. Now, this is where I'm going to start to cry. I am your, I am your eyes. I am your soul. Why does it surprise you that you can't see me? Tell me who has ever seen the soul. Hmm. And then it repeats the me, tell me several times at the end, and I'm mm. a basket case. You guys, this deem me at the end? Oh, it is, first of all, I want someone to sing these words to me. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Amen. Oh, man. And the way that he writes it is perfect. I mean, he sucks you in. Oh, and he starts, uh, oddly enough, in the second measure, we get the Tristan chord. Nostre lontananza, essa mi rispose, te lo dirò. with many Italian pieces, these, the text is so important. And if you go from the text and you speak it exactly the way you would say these words, it's set so phenomenally. Yes. Yes. And the amount of space that he gives at the end, you know, tell me, tell me, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. They're, ah, perfection. I can't wait for you to dig into these, you guys. And I think too, um, you know, we're hearing this uh, sung by a tenor, and it's beautiful. However, I think it could be done with other voice types. Don't you agree? I think so too. I th it is very middle voicey. Mm -hmm. So if you have, if you are a high voice with a good solid middle, this would be perfect. I know that I've played it for tenors before, but it also seems like it could be good for someone with a lower voice, a mezzo or a baritone as well. And there's nothing in here to discuss gender, except that he says, she told me, es mi rispose. Mm. So it, to me, that makes no difference. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that too, as well. Um, and I think that it's it's done beautifully by a tenor, but certainly anybody can dive into these, and they should. Moving on to the second piece, of course, each piece has its own flavor, its own sound. But the thing that's the through line, let's talk about the how the poetry all works together and, and how that works. Uh, the original Persian poems are apparently quatrains. There is another word for this that I am not do not understand how to pronounce, so I'm not going to try. It starts with an R. Um, but these Persian poets were well known for writing these quatrains, which were originally then four lines on a single thought. Yes. So in the second poem, what we end up getting is everything gets repeated. Mm. So in the second poem, we're saying, I rose up from the center of the earth to cross the seventh portal, and I sat on the throne of Saturn. And then we repeat all of that. And then we say, and I, I solved many enigmas along the way. We repeat that. But not the enigma of human death, nor that of destiny. Mm. That's the only thing we don't repeat. But what I love is that 
as he sets this, you get this this huge rising thing in the piano to these really like poppy chords. Mm -hmm. And you can feel the person rising up out of the earth in the piano part. space in this until there isn't yes until you get towards the end when you're saying i didn't solve any i mean really i think in the end when you're saying i did all of these things and i i'm gonna cry again (laughs) (laughs) and i still didn't solve the most important thing that i was trying to solve in the first place Hmm. is what i take it to mean yeah yeah and it's such a great way to end because it's what else is there to say? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and so the third piece, tell me about this one. The The third piece is probably the most lyrical in the piano part. Mm-hmm. It's a steady running eighth note in 12-8, which I love. Mm-hmm. It, and honestly, I think it's interesting. He calls this andante mistico. So he's got this mystic okay. quality going on in the piano part. Okay, mystico. <laughs> um, and this is the one where we get women power. So we say, I asked her, to whom do you want to to tie your destiny, you who are so beautiful? She answered me, to myself, because I am unique. I am the only one. I am the love. I am the lover. And I am the beloved. Mm. Because I am the mirror, the beauty, and the vision. Mm. Guys, have you ever gotten such a perfect text before? I mean, can we give it up for that text? Hello. It is such good. It oh. is... I mean, I, I, you see why I'm crying every yeah. time I try to say this text. It's so good. And the piano part is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. So th- that pair with these words is just match made in heaven. And I would say with this last song, one of the things that I find really interesting in the vocal line is when when you have songs that have a lot of the same pitch repeated. Mm-hmm. So if you want to use something for a vocalese, mm. it's always good to try and get all the different vowels to line up on a pitch and see if you can keep the overtone series going, oh, if that brava. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I, f- I forget what the piece was, but I heard Jordi Betancourt Vargas sing something last year where it was like, I don't know, it must have been two pages on the same pitch. Mm. And I think... I think he was worried that it wasn't, didn't sound bombastic enough, but I said, do you know how hard it is to keep that in tune? Oh, yeah. And in pitch? Absolutely. Like, so, and that, this last song has a lot of e e e e e e e e So you end up in the middle of your voice trying to stay there, and then as we get into the middle, we get esa mirispose, and you try to keep all of those things, mm-hmm. all of those tongue and lip vowels. Yes. All in the same spot. So there's a lot of beauty in that using it as a vocalese, but it's just beautiful. It really is. And it's, it, you know, the way that it's described, you think, oh, that sort of boxes you in, but it doesn't. It actually gives you so much freedom to really say these super deep thoughts. 
you yeah. know, uh, and statements. I mean, we saw in the first song he gave us some some Wagner moments, mm-hmm. and in, I feel like in this song he gives us some Puccini moments. Mm, it would have it. been around the same time period, mm-hmm. also the same time period as the Donaudi songs. Mm. So we're looking at very romantic music mm-hmm. and a little, maybe I would say tonal harmony with crunch. Yeah, I would agree with that. exercise in starting with your text and speaking it in a way that is meaningful and flows well and then pair it with the music and you will be golden yeah especially because this is so middle voicey mm-hmm. you can speak a lot yes and as we said in the first one with the dimmi when you have specchio use these double consonants mm-hmm. enjoy them i mean i would say that with any song but especially when you're in a place mm. where you can almost speak on pitch you know that's a good point too because sometimes when things are retranslated into another language it doesn't work and this absolutely works nothing lost in translation here yeah yeah so to purchase the score, you can find this at Classical Vocal Reprints from Glendara Jones. And when we're thinking about a level, I think beginners could probably enjoy this, not in the same way as somebody who's more advanced could, but I think some of these could be good exercises. Oh, absolutely. For a beginner and definitely for anybody who's more advanced, who especially who's really comfortable with the language you'll fall in love with them just the way we have. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the words provide a great exercise for everyone to challenge everyone. So I, I agree. All okay. levels. Woohoo! All right, guys, dig into this text, man. Uh, sing it to someone you love. Musical performances on this episode were performed by tenor Michael Valikapel and pianist Ellen Rissinger, recorded at Carnegie Mellon University's recording studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Purchase information for the scores discussed in this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of the month. So Lit Song Lit is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts. Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional songmaking at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor. 
either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit cincinnatisonginitiative.org audit.